This episode contains the following topics. Leg calf perfs disease, slip capital femoral epiphysis, Barlow test, Ortodoni test, nursemaid elbow, osteomyelitis, septic arthritis, Osgood schlatter disease, osteogenesis imperfecta, Salter-Harris classification of fractures. Welcome to another episode of Norman Student Podcast. Today, I will be covering 20 questions in pediatrics. Before we kick off, I'd like to add that these are factual questions and answers. If you know the facts, you shouldn't miss the multiple choice questions on the exam. Also, this way of preparing should not replace reading the textbook. So please read the book. Let's begin. Question number one. A seven-year-old boy complains of pain in the left hip, which slowly developed over several days. He also feels pain in the left knee. He has no trauma. What is the diagnosis? Well, this kid has leg calf perch disease, and I, I guided you through it in that He's seven year old. He's a young, a young, young child. Um, there's hip pain that radiates to the knee. Of course, this is not just characteristic to leg calf perch disease. But when we get to the next diagnosis, we'll elaborate on that. And then he has no trauma. Well, next question. Question two: What would you expect to see on the hip radiograph? What would you expect to see on the hip radiograph? Well. The hip radiograph would show a vascular necrosis of the femoral head. Question number three. A 14-year-old overweight boy complains of pain in the right hip, which developed while he was playing um, soccer. The pain radiates to the right knee and he walks with a limp. What is the diagnosis? A 14-year-old overweight boy complains of pain in the right hip, which developed while he was playing soccer. The pain radiates to the right knee and he walks with a limp. What is the diagnosis? Well, the diagnosis here is slip capital femoral epiphysis. Now, what's the difference between this and leg calf perts? Number one, a few differences. Number one, the age. Leg calf perts disease has um, um, involved younger children. Slip capital femoral epiphysis involved includes older children, right? And secondly, with with skiffy or slip capital femoral epiphysis, these children are normally overweight, and normally it is a result of pain or some type of trauma. So, and so both hip pain would radiate to the knee, but look for the age difference between the two and look to see if there's normal weight or overweight. And those are clues that can make the difference in the diagnosis. Question four, what test establishes the diagnosis of dislocatable hip? What test establishes the diagnosis of a dislocatable hip? And that would be the Barlow test. Question five, what test is used to assess dislocation in a congenitally dislocated hip? What test or which test is used to assess dislocation 
in a congenitally dislocated hip, and that is the Ortolani test. Question six. A young child was grabbed by the arm and immediately cried out for elbow pain. What is the diagnosis? A young child was grabbed by the arm, aggressively grabbed by the arm, and immediately cried out for elbow pain. What is the diagnosis? And that would be nurse-made elbow. Question seven. Which bone is involved in this child's injury? Well, it would be the, the subluxation of the head of the radial head. Question eight. Osteomyelitis in children usually affect the femur and the tibia. Which organism is the most common cause? Osteomyelitis in children usually affect the femur and the tibia. Which organism is the most common cause? And that would be Staphylococcus aureus. Question nine. Which organism is the most common cause of osteomyelitis in a sickle cell patient. Which organism is the most common cause of osteomyelitis in a sickle cell patient? And that would be salmonella. Question 10. A 10-year-old boy developed osteomyelitis in the foot after sustaining a puncture wound while playing um, barefooted. Um, which is which is the most likely organism to cause the infection? Let's do that again. A 10-year-old boy developed osteomyelitis in the foot after sustaining a puncture wound while playing barefooted. Which is the most likely organism to cause the infection? And that would be Pseudomonas aeruginosa. Question 11. What is the most common site of septic arthritis in a six-year-old female? What is the most common site of septic arthritis in a six-year-old female? And that would be the hip. Question 12. A 12-year-old boy complains of right hip pain, which got worse over three days. He's febrile and refuses to bear weight on the leg. What is the diagnosis? A 12-year-old boy complains of right hip pain, which got worse over three days. He's febrile and refuses to bear weight on the leg. What is the diagnosis? And this kid has septic arthritis. Of course, osteomyelitis should also be considered. But the difference is with septic arthritis, they do not want to bear weight on the affected leg. With osteomyelitis, they may bear weight with pain, but with septic, there's an absolute refusal to bear weight on the affected leg, and plus they would have a fever. Question 13. Um, if a 15-year-old boy presents with pain over the tibial tuberosity, um, there is swelling and tenderness below the knee. The pain is worse with kneeling, running, jumping, and squatting, but it is relieved by rest. What is the diagnosis? A 15-year-old boy presents with pain over the tibial tuberosity. There, there is swelling and tenderness below the knee. The pain is worse with kneeling, running, jumping, and squatting, but it is relieved by rest. What is the diagnosis? And this kid has Osgood-Schlatter disease. 
Question 14. A six-year-old boy was brought to the emergency room because he fractured his tibia. The mother states he was playing outside and suddenly cried out. Physical exam reveals a tender, swollen right leg. But you also notice that his sclera was very blue. What is the diagnosis? A six-year-old boy was brought to the ER because he fractured his right tibia. The mother states that he was playing outside and suddenly cried out. Physical exam reveals a tender, swollen right leg. But you also noticed that his sclera was very blue. What is the diagnosis? And this kid has osteogenesis in imperfecta. Fifth question 15. A 10-year-old boy complains of knee pain after falling while running. The knee is swollen and tender. X-ray did not show a specific fracture. Which Salter classification of fracture does he have? A 10-year-old boy complains of pain after running while after falling while running. The knee is swollen and tender. X-rays did not show a specific fracture. Which Salter Harris classification of fracture does he have? And he has a Salter 1 classification. The fracture is through the epiphyseal plate only and is barely seen on X-ray. The epiphyseal plate will be slightly separated. Question 16. Describe a Salter 2 fracture. Describe a Salter-Harris 2 fracture. Well, the fracture goes through the physis and the metaphysis. Describe a Salter-Harris 3 fracture. Describe a Salter-Harris 3 fracture. Well, the fracture goes through the physis and the epiphysis. Question 18. Describe a Salter-Harris 4 fracture. Describe a Salter-Harris 4 fracture. Well, the fracture involves the physis, the metaphysis, and the epiphysis. Question 19. Describe a Salter-Harris 5 fracture. Describe a Salter-Harris 5 fracture. Well, the fracture crushes the growth plate. And that's very serious. Question 20. Identify one of the major identify one of the major complications of Salter Harris fracture. Well, one of the major complications is that if it is not treated properly, it may result in bone growth retardation. And so that is something you want to keep in mind. Well, thanks for listening. And remember, hard work pays off. So until next time, this is Norman saying your brain is a fertile field. Be careful what you plant in it. Good night. Thanks for listening to Norman Student Corner Podcast. Follow us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, hit the plus button on the top. Stay tuned for another episode. Remember to... Listen, study well, take care.